Hey, what's up, everybody? This is JC, pastor of Olive Church. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Please don't forget to share our audios. God bless you. Right now, I get to talk about today's topic, time management. And that's a very big word, right? For, um, I know for a fact when I was studying this, I was like, oh, I know I manage my time very well. I know what I'm doing. But when I was studying, I was like, wow, my, my time is everywhere right now. I have all the time in the world right now because on the lockdown, but I don't know what to do with it. And so when I was studying this, I was like, wow, I know I need to fix my priorities. Because right. before, before this lockdown, I was on a strict routine. You know, I wake up at 3 in the morning go to work at four, get out, go to my other job, go work, get out at six, and then come to church, be here all night, and then repeat that every single day. So I didn't have a lot of time to do what I want. I didn't have a lot of time to be lazy. I didn't have a lot of time to kick back, watch TV. But now during this quarantine, during this lockdown, I have had the opportunity. And let me tell you, I've been taking advantage of it, but it's not been a good thing. So the biggest question I have for you right now is that what are you doing? What are we doing with the time we have right now? But before we answer that, Let's go with a little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this morning, Father. Thank you for our health. Right now, I just ask that you come down and you speak through me, Father. Anything that I say, let it only be of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, so the, word, the question I just asked you guys, what are we doing with the time right now? And that might be easy for some of us. That might be a little harder for other, others of us because some of us might be, still be working. Some of us are not. It might be different. It got, it got us out of our comfort zone, right? But before we even get into that deeper, into that question, let's go to the book of Job, chapter 1. I'll give you guys a few seconds. And do me a favor, if you guys are already on there, go out, share this post, guys. Tag people in it that you know are not in here. Let's evangelize, guys. All right, so right now I'm going to have my beautiful friend, Esteban, going to read for us. All right, man, when you're ready. Job, chapter 1. There once was a man named Job uh, who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of, com of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. All right, too. let's stop right there. This man was a blameless man, complete integrity. He did nothing wrong. He feared God. He was like, all right, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything wrong. I'm going to stay, not perfect, but he's like, I'm going to stay away from evil. I know what I'm going to do. But let's remember that a blameless man, complete integrity, he did nothing wrong. Let's go to part two, verse two. Verse two, he had seven sons and three daughters. Three, he owned 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in the entire area. All right, stop right there. Guys, he, that's a lot of animals, right? Jeez, 5,000, no, 7,000 sheep. Dude, that's a lot. And he had a big, very big family, seven sons, three daughters, and also the richest man alive. Imagine how blessed he felt. Imagine how accomplished Job felt. Imagine having everything you guys want right now. But now let's, let's, let's skip to verse 6. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. 7. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. 8. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all of the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. 9. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but, the, but Job has good reason to fear God. 10. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. 
You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. 11. But reach out and take, take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. 12. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. All right, so Satan right here is telling God, hey, God, this guy has complete integrity. He, he's, um, he's blessed because you keep blessing him, that you take nothing away from him. And so Satan is saying that, take that away and look what's going to happen. Satan tells God that surely he will curse you in your face once you take everything away. So God allows Satan to take away everything from him. God allows it. Just remember that. God allows it. It's not for a coincidence. God is allowing Satan to take away everything from him. So let's always remember that right here. So let's get reading to thir verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the eldest brother's house, 14, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this, with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them, 15. When the sea beans uh, raided us, they stole... They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. 16. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. 17. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean uh, raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. Servants, I am the only one who, ha who escaped to tell you. 18. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their, elder, in their oldest brother's home. 19. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed, and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Wow. 20. Imagine having a perfect life. Imagine having everything you wanted and more, and in a snap like that, it was taken away from you. Imagine how Job felt, everything he accomplished, everything God blessed him with, and in a matter of seconds, it was, all, it was all gone from him. How would you feel? Would you curse God? What would you do next? Let's go to, chapter, let's go to verse 20, 20 now. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. 21. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. 22. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Let's read that again. 22. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Job didn't blame God for what happened. He didn't even curse God. He, he, took, he, took, he took off his robe, he shaved his head, and he rose his hand and said, You know what, God? I know what you're doing. I know it's for a reason. I'm not going to blame you because what's happening. I'm going to praise your name. And that's so amazing because a lot of times that when things don't go our way, we, we question God. We ask him why it's, not hap why it's happening. And Job's faith is so strong right here. He's like, you know what, God? I know what you're doing in my life. I know that you're in control. And when I was reading this event, I was wondering, I was like, why, I wonder why Satan would allow, I mean, God would allow Satan to do this to Job. He was innocent. He did nothing wrong. And when I was reading this, I started to notice that Job was used to being comfortable. He had everything he wanted and more. He did nothing wrong. He thought if he never curses God, if he only does good acts, then God's going to bless him, right? So Job started to focus on the blessings instead of God. So let me, let me ask you all, church, 
What have you been focusing on? Has your focus been somewhere else? Let me tell you something. Sometimes we think it's harder. Sometimes we think we don't know when enemy attacks. Just because we have Christ doesn't make it easier. It only makes it harder. And let me show you guys something. Pastor David, if you come up real quick, please. He has an, I'm going to show you guys an example real quick. So this, this, will, be, this will be the enemy, right? The full, the full bottle. And this is going to be um, your thoughts. So Pastor David is going to hold it out straight. You know, Pastor David is a pretty strong man, you know. I think he could hold it for a long time, yeah. So how much do you guys think this bottle weighs? Not even a, a pound, maybe? maybe? Maybe, yes, half a pound. So how long do you guys think he could hold it for? A very long time, right? Maybe an hour, maybe two hours? But imagine, imagine if he holds it and he gets, you know, and this is the enemy throwing his thoughts into your mind. More and more and more. Maybe it's doubt, he adds right now. Maybe it's worry, he adds. Maybe it's anxiety, depression. Maybe it's more and more, it's overfilling. It's kept going and going. How much do you think the bottle weighs now? A lot more, right? But what if you keep adding to it more and more and more, overfilling, right? What if you can't take anymore? How long do you guys think you can hold a bottle for? Now, maybe for maybe a couple more hours, right? But let me let me show you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. You know how easy it is to let your worry, to let that depression go, to let that anxiety go. It's easy as this, Pastor. That's how easy it is to drop all that worry, to drop all that depression. Thank you, Pastor. That's how easy it is to let God in your life. Maybe, maybe, you guys, maybe you guys haven't noticed, but maybe old thoughts have been getting back to you. Maybe the anxiety is coming back. Those old habits are coming back. Maybe it's getting harder again to, to stay in communication with God. But this is how the enemy is using this lockdown to get to us. This is why I'm asking you guys, what are we doing with the time we have right now? I'm going to show you guys a, a pie chart of our, our, our phones, our apps. And it should be right up there, right? Um, average percentage of time spent daily in app categories in the U.S. We're spending so much time on social media, on Netflix, on TikTok, on other things than the Bible. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is not because I want to tell you guys that you guys are using your phone wrong or is it doing it wrong. No, because this was me. I was using my phone wrong. I was the one on Netflix eight hours of the day. I was the one on, on YouTube looking up videos, silly videos. I was the one that were doing these wrong things. And I started to realize that, well, these old thoughts are coming back, the old habits coming back. I was like, wow. I was like, what am I doing with the time I have in my hands? Am I prioritizing God first or am I putting them second behind these things? And I realized that's how the enemy was attacking me more, by using my phone for the wrong reasons. Um, this is exactly why we need to become closer to God right now, more than ever. We need to stop thinking that the enemy is, is winning right now. We need to stop thinking that the enemy is in control because he's not. God takes what the, and this song, Sea of Victory, God takes what the enemy's meant for evil and turns it for good. So just remember that anything you guys are going through right now, there's a bigger picture to it. In Job 38, um, verse 1, let's read that real quick, through 18. Thirty-one. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, 
Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Three, brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Four, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you know so much. Five, who determined its dimensions, its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? Six, what supports its foundation, and who laid its cornerstone? Seven, as the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy? Eight, who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb, and as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness? Ten, for I locked it behind barred gates, limiting, limiting its shores. Eleven, I said, this far and no farther will you come. Here, your proud waves must stop. Twelve, have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Thirteen, have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. It robed in brilliant colors. Fifteen, the light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Sixteen, have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? 17. Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? 18. Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. All right, all right. Stop right there. Guys, this is God telling Job. This is what he does for us. He does all these things for us, and he's telling Job, why question me? Why have doubt? Why have worry? And to show you guys an uh, example, everyone look down. Look straight down. What do you guys see? Your legs, right? You only see a, uh, a limit of your vision, right? And now look up. This is what God sees. God sees a bigger picture around everything. And so why question God? Why worry? We are only limited to seeing so many things. And But God, he sees everything. He knows what he's doing 24 hours of the day, every second, every minute, every hour. God knows what he is doing. So stop questioning God. Where is your faith at? God is in control right now, so why worry? What are you worrying about? Did you lose your job? Are you close to losing your house? Did you lose your car? Maybe your business isn't doing good. What are you worrying about? So what? Where is your faith at? God is in control right now. God knows what he's doing in your life because God created you perfectly, and so he knows what you're doing, right? At the end of the book, in chapter 42, after God explained all he does in the verse, in chapter in verse 10, he says, When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Job remained faithful. Job didn't. Job stopped questioning God and, and stopped asking, What's going to happen next, Lord? Job, Job, pray, Job praised him. He, had, he didn't have time to worry because he knew God was in control. There's no time to worry, guys. Stop thinking about everything you lost right now and start thinking about what's the next step to take to grow your relationship with God. And in Luke 16.10, it says, If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large things. But if you are dishonest in the little ones, you won't be honest with the greater responsibilities. So be faithful in the little things you have right now. It might not be a lot. You might not have the most cash in your bank right now. 
You might not have the biggest house, the family you want, but guys, I promise you, God is good. He is merciful. He, is, he has grace, guys. So stop worrying about those things. Stop letting those habits get to you. Stop letting those thoughts get to you. There's no time to doubt God. Guys, if you are faithful, I promise, I promise, I promise, God is going to bless you twice as much during this time. So let's go back to the question I had before. Let me ask you again now. What are we going to do with the time we have right now? Don't you think it's time for us to start prioritizing God first instead of putting him last? Let's make it a privilege to watch TV. Let's make it a privilege to play video games. Are we on our phones more than we are on the Bible? Are we on video games more than we are on the Bible? Why are we putting God second? What are we doing? Are we putting God first? And I know that I'm not trying to yell at you guys. I'm not trying to discipline you guys because it's not my job. I'm just trying to show you guys, be aware how you guys are managing your time. Be aware what you guys are putting first. Guys, God, God is not going to wait for us. God is not going to. God's not going to wait for us, guys. So it's, it's time for us to jump on that wave, to jump that next step in your relationship with God. Remember the first time you encountered God. Remember how good he was to you. Remember how he healed you, how he took that broken family and he fixed it. Remember the first time you guys came to pastor and how you guys were from, from then into now. Guys, sometimes we might lose focus on what's happening. Sometimes we, we might get off track and that's okay, it's not wrong. We're all, we're all humans, we all fail, right? But is it, don't you guys think it's time for us to start drifting our way back to God? Don't you guys think it's time for us for, don't you guys think it's time for us to stop putting God second? Guys, I know for a fact that when I was studying this, I was like, wow. It made me cry and you want to worship God even more. Because I know for a fact I was putting God second. I was putting God maybe last. And that's not what God wants. God wants a perfect relationship with us. And I, it's, I know it's not going to be easy. And I know it might be hard because we have all this time. We don't, some of us are out of our comfort zones. We don't have a job anymore. So we have a lot of time doing nothing. We have a lot of time, a lot of time staying home. But let's be, let's be productive with that time. Let's read the Bible more. Let's start going back to the old Olive Church um, lives. Let's start studying those. Let's feed our spirit, guys. Guys, let's use our phones as a tool instead of a game. And let me, let me tell you guys something. Yes, guys, I know some of you guys are out also doing what you're supposed to be doing. I know some of you guys are actually studying. Some of you guys are getting deeper. But let's go deeper. Let's take that next step. There's so much knowledge of God that we can't, that we're just hitting the surface right now. This is just the surface of relationship with God. There's so many things we want to learn more, and we could learn more. Let's start fasting more. Let's start having worship night with your family. It starts at home, guys. Let's soap. Let's use soap to study our Bible verses. And 
let me, show, let me tell you guys something. This is what I'm going to do with my daily agenda, with my daily routine. And I wrote it down. 8 a.m., wake up and pray. 8.15, make breakfast for myself. 9 a.m., read three chapters of the Bible. Maybe more. No less than that. At 10.30, practice the base, you know, because I've been lagging on it a lot. But it's time for me to start um, prioritizing my time. At 1 or 2, I'm going to start working out again. I've been slacking on that also. At 3 p.m. to 6, I'm on DoorDash because that's where my money's coming from. From 7, at 7 p.m., I'm going to watch the live. I'm going to make sure I'm watching those lives. Those, we have Tuesday, Virology 1, Wednesday service. We have Thursday service. We have um, Neo Z on Saturdays. And we have um, Sunday service at 1 or 10, sorry. At 8 to 9, I'm going to study the, the study what I'm learning. And by 10 o'clock, I'm going to be done with my day. And I know it's easier said than done, because, but there's a Bible verse right here. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So I ask you guys to help me and hold me accountable to this. Don't let me slack off. Guys, I want you to go, if you guys are not in the, uh, the WhatsApp app, tell someone we're going to invite you in there. But I want you guys to write down what you guys can do, every, the, your daily agenda, and send it. Let's hold each other accountable for what we're going to do. Let's, let's be disciplined in what we're going to do, guys. It's not time to slack off. It's not time to be lazy. It's time to grow. Let's grow together, guys. You guys are the church. Just remember that. It's time to get out of our comfort zone. And like Pastor John John says, embrace the season. Embrace what's going on right now. Stop worrying. Start having, stop having anxiety, guys. Start praying more. In, in Monday's class, um, Senior Pastor JC said this, if you aren't getting armed with the knowledge of God, then the enemy will make it easy prey of you. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys. I was like, dude, I, was like, I know for a fact last week, the enemy was like so easy for me to get. The enemy got me so easily because I wasn't having the knowledge of God. I wasn't fasting. I wasn't praying as much as I should have been before I used to. I started watching YouTube more. I started watching Netflix show more, Disney Plus more. I stopped prioritizing God first. And that's why I'm trying to here to encourage you guys to be aware of the time you are using. Manage your time properly because I promise you guys right now is probably the most time you're going to have more than ever. Because when things go back to normal, you're not going to have this free time to study. You're going to be working eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours of the day. So take advantage of this time. We used to think, we, we thought that, oh, you know, that, um, this is bad for us. The whole world is going, this, the whole world is going crazy. But no, I thought of it as, you know what, God? I'm going to take this time right now to study. I'm going to take this time right now to get closer to you, to remember how it felt the first time I encountered you, to go deeper into relationship, to gain more knowledge. Because, guys, like I said, God's not going to wait for us. God's going to ask each and one of you guys that have come back, are you ready? And guys, do you want to be equipped when you're ready or do you not want to be? Guys, let's hold each other accountable. I'm about to end right now. Let's hold each other accountable for what we're going to do next. Let's take this time to message each other, to ask how we're doing, to ask how 
someone else is doing in the church. Let's stay connected. Let's, we're, we're a big family, guys. And it's not time for the family to fall apart. It's time for this family to be more united, more than ever. So guys, I challenge you guys to send your daily routine on the WhatsApp app, to post it on your, on your Facebook page, and show what you're gonna do with your time to encourage somebody else that isn't watching this. Send this to somebody else that you think that needs to hear this. Guys, this isn't me just talking. This is, this is what God gave me to tell you guys. So with that, I'd like to end with a prayer. Again, thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for new content every week. God bless.